I'm Beth McGinnis, and this is Here in Alabama. In our last episode, I spoke with Birmingham-based scholar, actor, and musician Lloyd Bricken, co-director of the Great Crossroads Project. Crossroads is a team of poets and performers who explore African diasporic songs and poetry from Alabama and Brazil. Lloyd had partnered with a Brazilian scholar and musician, Luciano Mendes de Jesus, and together Luciano and Lloyd created a new performance art out of mutually resonant traditions of African origin. As they combined these traditions, they found not only musical resonances, but also spiritual ones. I asked Lloyd about this. I'm not scared of the word spiritual. Sometimes the word spiritual can be like a like a blanket that is not very precise. I'm not scared of it though at the same time because it's it's also frank. It's like, yeah, I have these spiritual desires. They don't have anything to do with my uh, necessarily with Lloyd's ego um, or with like my monetary or other types of desires or trying to achieve something necessarily in the arts, but I, I want to be like to be connected in a certain way. Right. Lloyd and Luciano have found that the old vernacular music traditions they study can facilitate human connection in a profound way. Luciano's specialty is an Afro-Brazilian genre of song called Visungos, and Lloyd's research has been in black spirituals, shouts, and other southern songs from the southeastern United States. Both of these traditions stem from African roots, and both frequently use call-and-response structure, a kind of musical dialogue between a leader and group. This structural resonance was one thing that led Lloyd and Luciano to combine the Visungos and Southern songs and to perform them in communities where the music is still alive. In 2018, they performed in Brazil, and then in 2019, they came to Alabama. They started in Perry County, where a number of churches have a vibrant call-and-response worship style. When the Crossroads group performed in Marion, the community immediately joined in with the call-and-response style. For Lloyd, this response had a relational and even spiritual element to it. And you could, I think, you can sense that, like even in, in Marion, when there's the, it's like, it's it's as if with some of the some of these songs, it's like the it's like there's a subtle food in the air or something like this, where that door can open up there, and from there you can really you can really start to 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 call something else, and if you start to call something else, well. Be prepared for that to answer you. <laughs> so that's kind of like, um, yeah, that's sort of what happens. And so unexpected things do happen, and then it's your responsibility to deal with them when they yeah. do. The that's, call that's what I'll say and the response. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Ability, <laughs> responsibility. Responsibility. Right. Yeah. Very good word. Yeah. In Marion. Um, it was so beautiful how that happened in Marion, and I know that you you issued that call, um, you and the group did, and you did it um, through call and response, and you, you told the community 
Many of these songs are call and response. We want you to participate. We want yeah. that. And they did. And <laughs> tell me what that experience was like uh, for you. Like, I think you must understand how long I've wanted to do that. And what was um, remarkable was how really seamless this work with the Visungos and the Southern songs is. Like, you would think from the outset, um, like, oh, those are two different traditions. Like, maybe that's not right to just put them, mix them in with each other, but it just works. But for people to hear the Visungos, I think, or what I perceived, is that it's a little bit of like the, the experience of the uncanny double, you know? Like the twin. Or the, you know what I mean? The uncanny yeah. quality of, yeah. like, I know this, but I don't know this. But some of these folks in, in Marion, you know, they, they just they get it immediately. And then it is, their participation is, is, so, is so immediate and, and beautiful and evident in its, uh, in its care yeah. and um, the tenderness, you know? And it just felt so good to me. One of the Crossroads group members is Saloma. He's a scholar and professor of Afro-Brazilian music. The Crossroads group had a community conversation at East Village Arts in Birmingham after one of their performances there. And during this conversation, Saloma got to the heart of the uncanny connections between these songs. Luciano is translating. Os africanos e seus descendentes The Africans and the descendants são seres humanos plenos. Are full human beings. These these people don't come something different of human being. Being human beings, they continue, continue, uh, ha, uh, continue having dreams, wishes, desires, desires, and feelings. And feelings, yeah. Os descendentes de africanos the African descendants que construíram a riqueza material dessa nação the richness, material richness of this nation, e construíram a riqueza material do capitalismo and building the material richness of the capitalism, construíram a riqueza material do mundo contemporâneo Building the material richness of the contemporary world. Só foram capazes de sobreviver à violência. Just be, uh, just was um, capable to be to survive uh, of the violence. Ao escravismo. Uh, uh, of the slavery. Ao racismo. Of the, of the racism. Porque carregaram muito alimento. Because carry, carry a lot of uh, nutri, uh, a lot of nutrients. Nutrients. Nutrientes espirituais. Spiritual, Spiritual nutrients. nutrients. Thank you. Spiritual nutrients. I love that. Um, and you connected in that conversation. You connected it to the song, um, the gourd. 
um, yeah. to drink water. Could you right. um, elaborate on that connection a little bit? So this this idea of the of the, of the water. Um, I think the water being used as a as a metaphor for the spiritual nourishment. So yeah, with the the with the gourd, giving the gourd for drink water. I don't. Uh, the other lines of the song are I don't I don't need a cup for snow water, and uh, we're rolling 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 under. Which I think that's it. That's, that's, that's the lines of the song. Um, it's so funny with these songs because they can have like I don't know, like fifteen words. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's almost as if you know I, I can sing them and for months and months and months feel like I'm in I'm in a I'm in a whole country, you know, like in the richness of being in a whole new country, like a or a field of various different impressions and experiences and one one day it's absolutely meaning this this particular thing for me it's not the kind of thing you can say it means this but but there are certain suggestive qualities here uh, i could say for example that rolling 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 under maybe also has to do with the kind of uh, a kind of dance walk that goes very very well with this song we didn't do this in this performances this summer which has analogs in in the Caribbean, Haiti. The shout, by the way, is not to call loudly in the Gula culture. It's a particular dance walk. Hmm. So, the, so to to roll under is also like it's it's like this dance walk prayer. <laughs> um, because you're literally rolling under with this movement. Maybe it's referring to that. I think probably is. I also think that it's also referring to the fact that the water goes underneath the earth and it comes back out again eventually, right? With different springs. And it's from the springs that the that we're able to drink the most nourishing water. I, there is a powerful image in here, which is like, we're dying and you're killing us for thinking about slavery. So the, the idea of like, we're, we're gonna die, we're going down, but we're coming back. It's, uh, is connected to the water too, is deeply connected to the water in many, many of these, these uh, African, let's say African or African diasporic songs. Um, Wade the Water to My Knees is another one that we were working with. And yeah, in many songs, water has this, has this metaphor of death but also new life. But I do think that there is there's a deep there's a deep quality that you face in relation to this type of music too, that it starts to kind of write the scales a little bit because it by its very nature, they start to ask you to confront certain questions, uh, intimate questions, but then also social questions. And there is this deep connection between intimate questions and social questions. Yes, yes. Isn't there? And, but, and it's, it's particularly in the black church and in that, that those things were never separated. Obviously, I'm a white man, like, there's gonna be some questions around this, like, you know, who are you to be working with this material? It can and it has and it always will come up for me in my career.
Yeah, what Liz said is really beautiful. It can be an awakening. It doesn't have to be appropriation. I think that there there should be a fundamental modesty around a lot of these matters. Uh, it's pretty evident to anyone, first of all, that we're not dealing in this particular case with pop songs. We are dealing with songs that have some, I don't know, weight behind them in a way, right? There's this, not that it's a heavy weight, but I'm saying like some gravity, this mystery around them too. And the sense of something having been passed on for generations and generations and generations. Wow. I heard in my conversations with Lloyd a great sense of responsibility as he sought to investigate and honor traditions that were not his own. He spoke about the importance of sincerity. That's when you know I'm sincere. If I'm, I don't have anything to hide. So I put, I'm putting that there to be tested. I want it to be tested. I'm very happy to have this conversation anytime that it comes up. Um, on the one hand, so on the one hand, we're looking at something that's like this fundamental modesty and sincerity. But on the other hand, there is something in the nature of like what needs to be a genuine penetration into craft, into someone's craft too. Like, because the sincerity isn't just enough. You know, you could be really sincere and your work be bad. <laughs> right. And if that's the case, <laughs> then people will go, oh, oh, you should not be doing this. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? But with the with the, the idea of penetration in your craft, like how deeply have you learned how to do what it is that you're doing? How seriously have you taken this? Have you worked on this for years so that you know in every detail what it is you're working on? Right? At the same time Lloyd stressed the importance of being deeply committed to craft, he also pointed out that these old traditions are for everyone and they're meant to be a part of daily life. In some ways, Lloyd's concerns mirror my own. I approach this project with a sense of deep respect as I come to know a living tradition, and I'm very interested both as a researcher and as a person. In fact, the project got very personal for me in Marion. I told Lloyd about my experience. I'm so glad that you said that personally, because it blesses part of my experience in Marion mm. when we were doing the, the If I Had My Way mm. song, and Pita comes over, and she's trying to get everybody involved, and she says, okay, it's your turn, and so everybody can um, make up your own verse, and what would you do if you had your way? And, yeah. and so um, the rest of the community there seemed so comfortable doing that. I really didn't consider myself the kind of singer in the rest of the room. And I'm not used to a call and response tradition mm. in my own You're church. Yeah. And yeah. so that it's a very, di I'm a church organist. And so it's a very different okay. thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> I play the organ for other people to sing. It was very much outside my own tradition. Although I had this beautiful experience while I was there listening and recording. Mm. And I was, you know, I guess I was there, first of all, as a researcher to find out about what you were doing, but it, um, the experience turned into a very personal one for me. When she came and invited me to sing with her body language, the thing that, that came out of me, the response that came out of me was love. This yeah. is just this overwhelming experience of love that this music brings. Mm -hmm. 
you know, my I didn't feel like my singing voice was a musical contribution to the experience, but I did feel that my experience was mm-hmm. part yeah. of it. hard for us to imagine now because like I people used to sing and much more like all the time as the way I imagine it I mean so many more different situations in life it's 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 such a beautiful quality and it's like we're as human beings we're it's like we just we're so we're cruel in a way towards our own heritage and towards our own uh possibilities um as human beings (laughs) We, we need it. Like we need, you know, food or water. I've certainly felt that need myself. I set out to learn more about this music and not necessarily to be changed, but I've found myself spiritually nourished and changed by the music and the people who carry it from one generation to another. I told Lloyd I felt like he and his friends were the gourd carrying the water. But um, but these particular these particular songs, like I do view it as this this relationship. It's this this ongoing relationship, and um, and like in any relationship, you have to give give yourself over and over and over again. If you if you want to if you want to receive, you've got to be giving yourself over and over again. It's a there's a call and response between you and the songs. So you are you're you're carrying them as long as you are working actively to serve something there. Serving something larger than ourselves is a theme I hear again and again from the people I've interviewed here in Alabama. I think it's a key to those spiritual nutrients we find in these old traditional songs. Another place I've found spiritual nutrients is at Provewell Baptist Church in Sprott, Alabama. You've already heard some of their music, and we'll hear more from them in the next episode. Here in Alabama is produced by me, Beth McGinnis, and oral historian Michelle Little. Would you like to hear more fascinating human stories or even tell your own? You should check out Michelle's oral history company, Acousate. That's A-K-O-U-S-A-T-E. We're supported by a grant from the Alabama Humanities Foundation. Special thanks to Lloyd Bricken and the Crossroads Group. I'll let them introduce themselves. My name is Hideo Kushima. My name is Rita Telles. My name is Jean Rocha. Meu nome é Salomão Josino. Inessa Silva. My entire interview with Lloyd is available on my website, hereinalabama.com. That's H-E-A-R in Alabama.com. The church choir is from Provewell Baptist Church in Sprott, Alabama, and the soloists are Brenda Hurd and Dr. Pilar Murphy. You can hear more about Provewell in the next episode. I'm Beth McGinnis, and this is Here in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs>